If you're married, no doubt one of you is more of a talker than the other. Am I right? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Just say yes. And that's it. And some are listeners and some aren't. (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be some asymmetry when it comes to communication skill, communication propensity, communication desire. And so today we're actually going to be going through six tips. Again, tips. There's that word. Six what? I think they're tips. They're helpful. Six hacks. Six ways (laughs) that... Insights. You can communicate better with a spouse who may be on the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of communication. Maybe they're very quiet. They're a person of few words and you are a person of many, Mm. many, many words. How do you actually communicate in a way that is helpful to each other? So we'll do that on the other side. I happen to think it's a thing of beauty when you meet a couple and you've got this kind of quiet, like, I'm just thinking like the burly mountain man, just quiet, (laughs) just says what he means, means what he says. I always wished I could be not that, but quieter (laughs) because I think I I talk too much. (laughs) For a second I thought you were going to say, I always wish I could have married a burly mountain. (laughs) Oh no, no, you're my burly mountain man. But still it hurt as if you said it, even though you didn't say it. it. I know, but I'm insecure in these ways. (laughs) It's on me. Yeah. And so, and you get the wife who's kind of like, you know, she kind of just knows him and just knows that he's quiet in those ways. And she can kind of see past the gruff facade and, and she <laughs> articulates all the things that they both think, right? That's a thing of beauty. And I think in many ways, we are that grizzly mountain couple. <laughs> you are that grizzly mountain couple, uh, fierce listener. So let's, uh, let's, let's get into that. But first, if you don't know who we are, welcome. My name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena, and we are the Fredericks. We are the voices, faces, founders, creators of Fierce Marriage, Fierce Parenting. We do this ministry specifically to point you to Jesus and to commission you uh, for the gospel, this amazing work that he is about on planet Earth. We want to bring you into that if you're not already there. Come on in. The water's fine. (laughs) It's a great time. Um, So if you want to be part of what God is doing through this specific ministry, Fierce Marriage, you can do that. You go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. This whole thing happens because of two things. We're able to sell books uh, that we've written, we've poured our hearts and souls into, and now those we've let those little book children out into the world, <laughs> uh, but also our lovely patrons. And so if you decide to join us, thank you. If you are a patron, book thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> what? Book children. <laughs> book children. It's true. <laughs> it's so painful. I think two of our children were born when I was writing books, but they are also books on their own, like actual, well... I was actually pregnant and while we were writing these book babies. <laughs> if you if you get the book, simultaneously. If you want that whole story, if at least for our third child, check out seethroughmarriage.com because that's the whole prologue to the book. <laughs> it's, it's like, we did it again. Selena, we got pregnant and Selena had to write while pregnant, which is really hard. Pregnancy brain. Deadlines. As it's I, all by the, I know firsthand the grace of God brain. that books were written at that time. <laughs> so... Anyways, uh, if you are the one that talks more, you mm-hmm. might tend to steamroll over the spouse that doesn't yeah. talk so much. So this episode is actually based on an article that was written by our good friend, Zena. Zena actually was our editor-in-chief mm-hmm. for a while. She was the one taking in all the submissions. She would mm-hmm. write a number of posts for Fierce Marriage, Fierce Parenting, and she would edit those and make them awesome. She'd take them from <laughs> awesome to awesomer, <laughs> and she would never use that word as an editor. <laughs> um, but... Her and her husband, Andrew, actually, he so he's in the army and he got deployed or at least stationed, I'll say not yeah, deployed, but in stationed South in Korea, in South Korea. So he works on airplanes or helicopters. Anyway, so Zena, if you're watching this, we miss you. <laughs> Come back to the States. 
It's beautiful over here. But we pray for you in your endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this article was from Zena. Yes. And it's uh, and if you knew Zena, you would know the tone with which she writes this article. If you want to check it out, it's called Six Tips for Couples Who Are on Opposite Sides of the Communication Spectrum. <laughs> the irony of the length of that title. <laughs> Uh, let's just say Andrew would have put it in probably three words. So yeah. they are the, epi- the epitome of on opposite sides yes. of the spectrum. Yes. He's a man of few words, um, but his words are, are valuable. I mean, that's what I love about these guys. Well like, thought through. And yeah, yeah. This, you, you know that the well is deep. <clears throat> it may not be, you know, it's, it's a very, the still waters run clear and deep as they say. <laughs> and that's what, that's on that end of the spectrum. Then you get the other folks that it's just, it's all about volume. <laughs> It's all about not just volume of Loudness, how loud, but, but how many, how many words. The number of words. Throw it at the wall and see what sticks. As opposed to it's a it's a shotgun versus the sniper. Right. I got analogies. Which for days. can cause a lot of friction in a marriage if yeah. you're constantly feeling like you're getting steamrolled because your mm-hmm. words don't seem to matter because they're so few. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about you know how she felt like he didn't always lead, even though he probably was leading, and she was just. Not well, she would steamroll, and and this sometimes happens in many. You know, you have a husband who's kind of he's he's waiting for his moment to lead, and then he tries to step out and lead, and the wife is just for whatever reason didn't didn't receive the signals correctly, <laughs> and will just steamroll or invalidate or somehow undermine unwittingly. Right. Yes, when he's trying to right. take a risk right. with maybe leading in some way because he just his his words are so few, and so let's read um let's read Philippians two. This is uh this is verses three and four. Uh, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, okay, this is going to be hard to hear, <laughs> but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves and let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So the question here is how can I count in, in, in our communication? Yeah. How can I count you? Or if you're watching, listening, how can you count your spouse as more significant than yourself? Mm. Why don't you just answer on the fly, Selena? We'll get into the six tips here in a minute, but I love asking Selena well, questions I think on, the, it's, on the fly. It's, well, my very biggest mistakes in communication are thinking about how I'm going to respond and not actually listening to what he said. I'll grab onto one thing and then I'll be like, <laughs> okay, how can I fight this back? And then he stops talking and I bring it back and he's like, that was so like five minutes ago, right? Like I'm just... I'm trying to fight really well, <laughs> and I act. The irony of it is, I don't fight well at all. So, okay, I think I just try to prepare and anticipate. This, this is kind of ironic because <laughs> the question was, <laughs> "See, Selena, how can I count you as more significant than myself when it oh, comes I to my you were communication?" Asking how I can count oh, gotcha. you? Someone needs to learn how to listen. <laughs> so, how can you count me? More significant? Yeah. Like, how could I show you that I count you as more significant? You can listen to me. You can, with your eyebrows, mm-hmm. <laughs> with your tone, with your questions. Yes. Good. <laughs> yes. Keep Without talking. having a distracting phone mm, in front of you good. when I'm talking. Yes. <laughs> Without interrupting. Mm. Oh, that's mm. a harsh one. That was good. But. That was good, though. <clears throat> I'm affirming how you about, while you're talking. How about me? I'd say the same. I think uh, we know this. Uh, you, you like to interrupt. I think it's because I do. I'm not a clam. Like I, I am. I do talk, but I will think probably longer <laughs> than Selena thinks I should think about, or at least you know, in a conversation, there's a cadence to the conversation. It feels like he's and done will, talking, and I just start and I'm talking. Just, in my head, it's like <laughs> it's like in high gear, and I'm I'm processing, and I'm trying to come out with it. 
and then I'll be like, and then she'll just just go right on the top of me, and I'll be like, okay, well. You guys think he interrupts me on the podcast? Let me tell you about real life here. <laughs> I'm, gr- I'm I've one. grown. So I'm yeah. the one that interrupts him all the time. You know that's a so- that's a sore spot. Anyway, <laughs> we've talked about this. We have. There are. Let's this. talk about the first way since we're talking about things. Let's talk about the first way that you can love one another in your communication that Zena gives us here. She says that your spouse doesn't have to care about everything you care about. What? What? That I- was a fascinating truth to me because. I think we kind of exist in our minds of, well, he obviously cares about the things that I care about, so I'm going to ask him about the things. Well, or we live as if that's the case right. and as, as if we have a reason to be mad at them if they don't. Right. And that's that's the thing, right? We don't, you can't just superimpose our likes and desires onto one another and we then can. now hold them to the moral oughts that come along <laughs> with it. We can, but it's very problematic, speaking from experience. Right. So <laughs> Selena used to be, and you still enjoy horses and you keep, <clears throat> you keep up on the whole equestrian scene, but used to be much more involved in it and you'd come home and you'd share these like stories of these different writers and these people and, and to some extent I was I was bought in like what's his name uh, with flexible oh rich fellers rich fellers <laughs> I'm a big fan rich if you're watching this <laughs> look him up folks rich fellers flexible amazing horse amazing beast <laughs> beautiful beasts and I know this because I listened to my wife but at some point I just stopped caring <laughs> like I got one in me I got one horse in me after that I'm, I'm the names just in one ear out the other and you know you did pretty good you'd never get, really get mad at me but Zena shares this example of how she's trying to select tile for their house and house projects are like the worst yeah and, you know do you care if I do it like this way or that way what's the herringbone pattern or the basket weave or whatever the pattern is and and Andrew's just like sure I don't care. It all she's like, good. what do you mean? You know? And so yeah. she was start getting a, kind of offended. And I think she just realized that it's okay that, you know, God, what did she say? He says, uh, he made Andrew different, Andrew and I different on purpose. And that's uh, purposely purposeful difference is good. It says, I can't, I can acknowledge the fact that God didn't make two of me. <laughs> like I didn't marry myself. And there's a beautiful complementarity yes. to the giftings that he's given you. Yes. Like, do we, we don't often think of marriage in those terms. Yeah. Like you are gifted husband, wife, you're gifted in a way that is meant to complement your spouse, mm. that is unique to how God is working in and through you. And that might have something to do with how you communicate. Hmm. It might have something to do with how, uh, you know, your different preferences, your different cares, and your different kind of ways of thinking. And I think when we think in those terms, then this communication gap starts to close. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, number two, tip for... Uh, if you can't talk good in your marriage, <laughs> number two, <laughs> to each plan other. for specific times of communication. Yes. I think when dad's walking through the door after work, kids are all excited, you're cooking dinner, whatever's happening, probably not the best time to bring up something that you've been stewing about all day. Not stewing, that's a bad word, but <laughs> maybe... Marinating? Yeah. There's just not a good chance that that's going to go over well or that you know, you're going to hear what I need you to hear so that we can talk about the... 800-pound gorilla in the room, right? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, find the right times to actually talk to each other. Find those rhythms. Um, Her and I talked a while back, and I think this – I don't know. I don't want to assume that she got this from our conversation, but setting up kind of those rhythms, those daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, um, those habits of checking in and kind of cleaning house and addressing some of the issues you might be facing in your marriage, those struggles, so that they're not – just piling up in the corner of your marriage and all of a sudden this beast has appeared and you're like, didn't we deal with that? <laughs> yeah. oh, what's happening, right? So build those specific times into your schedule. Plan it. It's yeah. wisdom, friends. It's wisdom. That's good. Okay, number three. Okay, let them know ahead of time 
what you would like to talk about. Mm. So this, I think, <clears throat> is, you can do this for many things, right? I think it's especially important for weighty conversations. Yeah. And those might be weighty conversations because, you know, you're making plans for, you know, some event in life, right? right? right. Whether it's, you know, you're moving or job search or ministry decision, something. But also if you've got like maybe a confession to make. Yeah. And, you know, it, it'd, be, it'd be really easy for a husband who's not prone to communicate yeah. to just, again, look inward in those moments, right. in those moments of shame when he would rather, like, he, he doesn't want to hurt his wife. You know, gentle giant sort of picture yeah, comes to yeah, mind. Yeah. Uh, and so by by talking, you know still in, in your guts, like, it's we like need to talk about this. The pre-talk. And husbands, if, if this is you, and I'm, we're playing into the stereotypes a little bit, so I know that there are, there are variations right. of this. Right. Generally, husbands aren't the talkers as much as their wives. Um, so if that's you, here's my challenge, husband. Lead your bride in how you communicate with her and mm. how, how you become a clear communicator is one of the ways that you can serve your wife mm -hmm. and love her well is by saying, I may not be prone to this. I may not be gifted in this, but I can still choose to learn and grow mm -hmm. in this. Yeah, and good. I'm going to not just learn and grow in this, but I'm going <clears> to <throat> lead yeah, in good. this. Good. And so come out of your shell a little bit with your yeah. wife. She loves you more than anyone else. Yeah. And say, hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Okay, let's talk tomorrow night. I guarantee your wife's going to love this, by the way. <laughs> I want to talk to you tomorrow night. I want to talk to you tomorrow night and after the kids go to bed. and About, about this. So we this. can be praying about it. You can be mm -hmm. thinking about it throughout the day. Um, I think the conversations just generally go better. You have more fruit after the conversation and think about and not just the confession side and not right. just you know family business side you know, in terms of what you're doing big decision wise but you can also say hey i know you want to talk about horses tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> i don't even you got the stuff you just got to get off your chest <laughs> tomorrow night me and you horses till we go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> just equestrian that would not i would just, if you asked me to talk about books i think now i would be like oh yes Okay. Yeah. And I mean, how would that make you feel good as a wife? If I said, <laughs> you know what, tomorrow night, I just want to talk to you about all your books. Just share just with me every me, book. Just share with me about. Mm. <laughs> I would just laugh because I would be like, books. he's not, this is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I get them in bits and pieces. And, and, and so if, but if I got the sense that you were kind of like pent up, I might, I might take it to that level. But so I have to be pent up for you to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You get one a year, right? one a year. Okay. You, you need to grow, my love. <laughs> Number four, listen and ask good questions. I, get, I mean, yeah. this is generally speaking. I mean, that's just a good one. When you stop going, she talks about stop going through her to-do list and rebuttal and, you know, mm -hmm. if I can stop and actually hear what he's saying and mm -hmm. not just think about what how I'm going to respond. Um, I mean, James 119, let us be clear. Quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. Part of listening is asking good questions, leaving room for a response, um, asking them to elaborate and repeating back. Okay, this is what I'm hearing. Is this what you're actually saying? And in a tone that is not, well, this is what I think you're saying, you know. Yeah. Has to be humble, has to be loving, coming from a genuine place. Be a good listener. Learn what it means yeah. to be a good listener. Find some tools to help you in that. I think it's a one really important thing in this is being charitable yeah. in how you're interpreting and then confirming back, like you said, the meaning. Um, there is an art and a skill to knowing how to ask good yeah. questions. Yeah. And so don't just expect that you will know the right questions on the spot. Like spend some time thinking through 
what are the questions I can ask my wife or for you? We can we can ask what can you ask your husband that will get below the first layer that will get below the second or third layer mm-hmm. that will get more to like what is the heart orientation here? We play a game with our girls. It's not it's not our own game. It's a very popular game. It's just basically twenty questions, but I don't limit them to twenty questions. <laughs> and I've gotten so well. I'll, I'll start with like an animal. I'll say, hey, I'm thinking of an animal. Go. And they they will ask questions. And our five year old is just like, is it a turtle? <laughs> <laughs> is it a dolphin? Okay. Uh, is, is it an eagle? Is and, then it, and, the, and she's just going, all, she's all the way at the base level of questions, like yeah. at the very end of it. And so I'm trying to teach them there's an art to asking the right questions. So don't ask those questions. Instead, ask questions that narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So is it, does it have feathers? Hmm. Yes or no? Does it swim in the water? Does it live in the desert? Like these yeah. types of questions categorically yeah. will, will get you below the surface. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- the point here is that that's a skill that they're learning. And just mm-hmm. in the same way, we can learn how to ask those same types of in- incisive questions of our right. spouse without just always picking the lowest hanging fruit. Cause mm-hmm. you know what, eventually that fruit's gonna run out and you're gonna go hungry. You gotta learn how to go a little higher, ask harder questions, find more difficult fruit. Right, right. Uh, number five, speaking of 20, uh, she <laughs> says make a habit of counting to 20. Um, she says it might be a subcategory of listening, but it's been helpful for her. And I think it would probably be helpful for someone like me who does like to jump in the gaps and does like to not leave room for response um, because I think we'll be surprised at how much deeper the conversation goes mm-hmm. if I allow you some time to think and respond. Yeah, well, and the caveat here is that if you've got kids screaming in the background, it may That's not hard. work. <laughs> but if you Again, pick your time. <laughs> many of our conversations lately, because we do have a very loud, strong-willed two-and-a-half-year-old, and she is, and when I say loud, like, I mean loud. Like the neighbors like, here. Like so, so loud. loud. I was out in front of the property <laughs> and she was up solid like 50 yards away. Just bloody murder. Just scream because the dog was chasing her because she's, she's riding, riding a scooter. little bike or scooter and the dog is a herding anyway. dog and follows her and she doesn't like it. <laughs> and so a lot of our conversations lately have been in bed. We're just laying there looking up at the ceiling, just talking. And um, she's asleep. <laughs> she's finally asleep. She's powered down for the day. Which wouldn't, be, which would be comforting, this except for she's powering, pass. she's charging up <laughs> for the next day. <laughs> we love her. I love her with all my heart. I don't love how loud she is. <laughs> okay, so habit of counting twenty. I, I found that to be really helpful to think through. How can I um, embrace the silence and let the silence, like, That's do what it does? That's easier for you, I think, because I'm not. I, I get uncomfortable in silence. So counting to twenty feels like an eternity. <laughs> I'm like, can we count to like five? Or you 10? should be uncomfortable. I should be. I am. I'm calculating. (laughs) All right. uh, Number six, last but not least, Mm. um, look to Jesus. Okay. So I think this is one of those areas of our marriage that we tend to kind of think, I got this. Like it's talking. Every talk. How bad can I be? Yeah. How many words (laughs) do we say every day? Like I can surely just throw some words their way (laughs) and I'll figure it, they'll figure it out. No, like we Mm. need to look to Christ, even in this area that Jesus was the supreme communicator. Not only that, okay to blow your minds a little bit here. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus and John is the word, right? He's the word. He is the way that God has chosen to reveal, to to fulfill his revelation to his people. And he's a a manner of communication. And I think that's probably just, I don't want to, you know, reduce him to that. But the fact that he's referred to as the word and the word uh, was God himself and Mm. that the revelation that he's given us was 
with words and it was it's communicated orally in many mm-hmm. in the early cultures and it's it, this communication thing is something that god has on lock mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's got it figured out and so let's go to him yeah let's look to him not just to give us the tips and tricks right but to change our hearts to stir our affections for one another to stir yeah. our affections for getting at the truth yeah for being a, an agent of, of sanctification for our spouse that's a gift communication is a gift um so Anyway, I think that's it for today. Well, we wanted to ask you yeah. some questions. Well, we have a, a question for you. We are working hard on some new books about communication mm, because that labor pains. <laughs> quite the topic. And we've been, just with a lot of feedback, we've been seeing this need for couples to have, uh, to work on their communication. And so we're trying to put together some books for you guys. We want to hear from you because we can think of all of the things that would be helpful, but we probably still miss some things. So we'd really like to hear from you guys about what you would want us to talk about when it comes to communication in marriage yeah. uh, and communication with your spouse yeah. uh, around whatever topic. Um, we've yeah. uh, Communication-wise, that yeah. topic, within the, the super topic of the communication. Topic. So how do they do that? Okay, If you're still watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment. Mm-hmm. If you do leave a comment, then um, you'll for sure be seen because we don't get a lot of those. That's the smallest Woo-hoo! part of our platform. Uh, leave a comment. We'd love it. Um, and we will tabulate those. If you are listening to this, you can text in to this number, 971-333-1120. Mm-hmm. And we are just going to keep storing those up. Anything that you think in terms of communication yeah. examples, communication struggles, communication topics. Uh, but we want to serve you well. Yeah. And so getting your feedback is going to be critical to that end. Um and as we mentioned in this episode, we're talking about going to Jesus with mm-hmm. our need to uh, to f- find uh, truth through communication and to be commu- uh, truth tellers, truth seekers through our communication. Well, Jesus is truth itself. Mm-hmm. He is the very definition of truth. Truth is conformed to Christ, yeah. right? Because he is ultimate, ultimate truth. And so we would not be having this conversation. In fact, our marriage would not exist. I don't think I'd even be alive. I almost died many years ago. You can look up that story somewhere else on our website. The point is, Jesus is all. And we want to invite you, if you don't know who Jesus is, if you're hearing us talk about Scripture, you're thinking, yeah, I've heard about the Bible, I've read Genesis 1, like I know kind of the creation and all that kind of stuff. We're here to tell you there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. That's just the beginning. There's more to the story. And the, the, the more is this, that you are a sinner. You're probably a worse sinner than you realize. But God's grace is far better than you could ever imagine. Mm. And he's invited you into relationship with him. And so to, if you want to know what that means and have take some steps down that path, we want to invite you into becoming a Christian, into following Jesus. The water's great. The water's fine. We love it here. Mm. We want to have you in the fold of Christ. Go to this website, thenewsisgood.com. It's just information. Uh, and then there's a way, there's a tool for you to ask for, uh, to find a church there. Um, the news is good.com and we hope that that website blesses you if you are a believer feel free to share that with somebody mm-hmm. that exists just to tell people about Jesus um, and so we pray that you take us up on that uh, Selene you want to pray us out? sure thank you um, God thank you that you are the word mm-hmm. you are the way the truth the life and you are the word mm-hmm. may we always look to you and how we communicate God may we communicate first and foremost with you yeah. And may our communication with you flow out into how we communicate with each other, Amen. to our family, and to those around us, Lord. I pray that uh, anyone struggling with mm-hmm. communicating with their spouse, that you would give them uh, wisdom and hope and clarity. Uh, mm. Guide them through your own word, God, and scripture. Uh, ask for other believers to be put on their path to help them on their journey of learning to love one another through how they talk to one another. Mm. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, thank you so much for 
stopping by, for watching this episode, listening to this episode. It's been a joy. And this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce. Stay fierce.